This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. in the hotel and I was uh, messaging with J Mike and she's like how far how and I was like oh, it's probably like 14 or so she's like we should do that this wasn't that bad and I mean that would be fun so that she wants to visit J Mike but none of the rest of us All right, like I'm two hours away I- you can come visit me <laughs> did we lose him? Oh, he's he's frozen. I did. That's it. The thought of coming to visit me, and that's it. He's he's his <laughs> internet cut out. <laughs> you turned him to stone. Smooth move. <laughs> I will never suggest it again, Zach. I apologize. I ruined your internet. All well, all, all over. All over a trip just to visit you too. That's uh, that's that's pretty strong, Kevin. I know. If, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I got a nice well, backyard. We got a pool. They could hang. The kids could hang out. You'd have a great time, Zach. I promise. So wait, the ho- the the hotel has a fenced-in backyard. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I don't live in the hotel, Jay Mike. Oh. I don't live here. Despite what I'm people sorry. Have- how? how- how many days will you be staying there in the course of a 30-day month? Uh, this month, I will be here for nine days. Huh, but so you I, don't live there. Yes, that's that's resident status. Nine out of 30. <laughs> that's, you, you can actually yes. get a discount if you go to, if you go to college uh, in Ohio right now. Like, you could do that. <laughs> that's true. I, yes. <laughs> you get, so you get you're in that hotel days. that you're in right now for nine days? I uh, know I will be here until Friday, and then I'll go home for Saturday, Sunday, and then I will be back again on Monday. So, wow! And you got there today? Uh, yesterday. So, and you haven't bought any alcohol yet? Um, well, yesterday was a long day. Uh, today yeah. as well Sounds was like a long a good day. day for alcohol. Right? Yeah, I, 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 I gotta be honest. I really, I really screwed the pooch on this. I should have bought. I should have bought alcohol. I drove right past the big Walmart too, which I assume has lots of alcohol. Because in Ohio, I imagine everything sells alcohol. You want to share one of these, Kevin? I stopped at the like the live. There's like a library in a mall where I got food earlier today, and there was there was alcohol at the library. It was really weird, Jay. Mike. What's going on? <laughs> is it rough Listen, living in Ohio? Is it? Is, does everyone need to drink? <laughs> Listen, if you thought if you thought uh, if if you thought the mean streets of Foxborough were something, then, <laughs> you, know, you you've got another thing coming. Uh, Have you seen how many people, how many women are shooting videos in libraries these days? The alcohol's flowing. (laughs) That's it. That's the new hotspot. That's right. Books are back in, baby. I don't know about books. Something's (laughs) in. Listen, I will tell you, I did drive by a drive-through liquor store, which I I haven't been to yet, but I plan on going to tomorrow because uh, I saw it and I was. We don't have that up where I am, and and it sounds awesome. What could possibly go wrong? That? It looks like a car wash, Zach. I, I don't know if you've seen these, but but literally, <laughs> it looks like a big car wash. And then I noticed it's not a car wash at all. It, you drive in, and there's like coolers on either side, and you just pick up your stuff and 
<laughs> it's amazing. Listen, we just don't we don't do a lot of messing around. <laughs> Listen, I've got places to go. I've got people to see. I've got lineups to set, and I don't have time to wait around in line for my uh, six pack of black cherry white claw or whatever else you might, you might you, be excited you imagine, for. You imagine the guy brainstorming that he's like, "Okay, I'm in a state that has got the Bengals." It's right. got the Browns. The Browns, yeah. What do we need? We need drive-through liquor store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. And with that, everyone, everyone, <laughs> whether it is on Periscope, whether it is on YouTube, whether it is in podcast form, welcome in to the one, the only, the open bar. It's Tuesday night. Uh, you're hearing my voice first because the head honcho himself uh, at FF Man Bun, Gabe Gearing, uh, is out doing his doing his uh basically best impression of himself where he's consistently living his best life uh but but uh he got actually spent the weekend up here with me in Cincinnati so he needed some time to recover but also there's a certain Tyler the creator uh concert that he's attending now so hopefully he's enjoying that but uh, I was able to wrangle up a few friends here uh some might call this nepotism I'm not sure because it's a whole lot of DFPN network in the building and we've got another friend that will be joining us here soon not part of the dfpn network but uh still still a friend nonetheless so without further ado let's get into my guests uh <laughs> if you're looking at the screen directly to my left uh we've got one half of the dynasty dummies mr zach reed at tacit assassin 13 on twitter what up zach not too much how are you tonight man listen i'm, I'm not sure i could be better uh, this is this is good. I've got my current drink that is just about empty here of water, uh, and I am <laughs> I am struggling. So I think I am uh, <laughs> FFDD this evening. Uh, but um, <laughs> but thank you very much for coming through. Uh, bottom left here on the screen uh, with his uh, 0 for four Aaron Judge cold drink in his hand. Uh, <laughs> yes, at Salito FF Sal, what is up, big brother? You hurt me, Jim. I cut me deep. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Chris Joel Smith asked if this was a white claw. It's not. It's worse. It is a pinch dry pilsner made by the Blue Point Brewing Company, which is a Long Island-based brewing company. And I'm drinking these tonight because I need to get rid of them. I thought I'd be drinking them further into the October uh, month. But uh, right now, Jose Altuve is up at bat on my TV, and he's not playing against the Yankees. So – uh, no, no white claw for me, Chris. And I'm good, J. Mike. Thanks for hurting me. It, uh, <laughs> it's gone from pinstripe to pumpkin spice real quick. Yeah, I'm going to have to break out the Sam Adams, which we all know is a Boston-based brewery. Embrace it. Embrace it, Sal. I like the Sam Speak Adams. I ain't got to complain. <laughs> Speaking of Boston, <laughs> uh, re representing uh, Boston, but currently about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes away from uh, from the HQ here uh, for the open bar here in Cincinnati. Uh, we've got the Kevin Cotillo at Kevin Cotillo on Twitter. Kevin, what's good, man? What's going on? I, I Look, I, I'm still a little disappointed you didn't invite me over for dinner, but uh, I will I will make it through. I'm glad I get to talk to you on this fine program tonight. And, uh, you know, any, any year the Yankees don't win the World Series is a good year for me. Well, we've had less of those than anybody else. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> 
I think it was uh, Bill Simmons on his on his podcast. He was talking to one of his friends who's a huge Yankees fan, and and it it said something to the effect of it's either was it this decade or was yeah. it in the two thousand something that we haven't even seen the Yankees in the World Series like this the first the, time ever. This was the first time this decade from two thousand. Uh, 10 till 10 to- now because uh, they won it in 2009. It's the first time since the 1910s uh, wow. that they were not in at least one World Series in a decade. So so back when Sal was in short pants. Yes, back when I wore knickers. Yeah. I had knickers and uh, <laughs> lunch puppies. Did, let, me, let me ask you real quick, Sal. Did you also rock a Jerry Carroll back then? I'm just curious. Oh, I did. I let my soul glow. I, I really had <laughs> with no shame. Um, I could find pictures of, of me with a perm in high school um, with hair down to my shoulders. So it did happen. Is there a way for me to share pictures on this thing? Because if there is, <laughs> I, I could, I have some, I have some stuff that share, Sal has shared with us previously. Uh, you know him, him, him going full on New York, like leg up on the truck with the greaser haircut. I mean, you, you name it, I got it. I was probably pretty drunk. I don't remember those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. And as a uh, a late addition to the pod, we welcome in Mr. Brandon Rojas on Twitter at Brandon R underscore five one nine. Mr. Rojas, can you hear me, sir? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Uh, just barely, but hey, no time, ta- no time for sound checks. We are just all up in it. So, <laughs> how you feeling, man? Uh, good. Had to run across campus to make it home time. Flag football game went a little long, but we're good. The o- the only real question is, did you win? I was refereeing, actually. Injury delayed the game. Hate to see it. <laughs> You're in charge of the clock, Brandon. It's like, wow, we're going to have five minutes just disappeared. you got to Belichick it and just let the clock run for those penalties back to back. I, I personally, I wanted to, but, I mean, it was a close game, so they were on me. Everybody, I was like, God damn it. I'm just trying to get out of here. That's, that's the way it is sometimes. Now, uh, Brandon, we, we do have to bring up something very important, something near and dear to my heart that you're obviously close to. Uh, NBA kicks, I mean, uh, I'm about to say kicks off <laughs> NBA uh, season tips off, if you will, tonight. Uh, and uh, our, or excuse me, I should say my beloved Spurs in your home state um, are, are hopefully going to make the playoffs. And you're a Bulls fan, which still baffles me. Can can we talk about that just for one second? Why uh, you don't love the home state Spurs? Okay, so when I was, I'm relatively young. So the first time I started watching basketball regularly, Derrick Rose was my favorite player. He still is. And ever since then, I've been a Bulls fan. We're going through some tough times right now. I do like the Spurs. Sometimes the fans can get annoying, but I do cheer on the Spurs. Brandon, don't give in to the pressure of J. Mike. He lives in Ohio. He roots for Jacksonville. He roots for San Antonio. And I'm not one to talk because I live in New York and I root for Oakland. And by the way, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan because I was in high school when the greatest basketball player of all time was playing in Chicago. And growing up in that era, I loved Scottie Pippen. Oh, I mean Michael Jordan. <laughs> but no, I am a Bulls fan. So you and me, Brandon. Yes, sir. I, I like that cowboy thing you got going on there. Man. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we won. Something about the Eagles. That's all that matters. We don't got to talk about last week. We all have our downfalls in life. Uh, yes. That's just the way it goes. But Wait, you guys uh, lost to the Jets, right? I said we're not going to talk about last week. Can we move on? Jets. Oh, you guys should have brought an exorcist with you. <laughs> it's so cute how everyone thought the Jets were good for a week, right? I got to tell you that Scott Atkins, I don't know if he watches this, but you guys all know who Scott Atkins is. 
He posted after they beat the Cowboys the schedule. It says, "Is there any way that the Jets don't go eleven and five? <laughs> How can a Jet fan, a lifelong Jet fan, get that fooled by one game against a mostly injured Dallas team?" It, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it really, it really just shows you that. And I'm sorry, Brandon, but it shows you that Dallas is just not as good as people thought. Uh, I just their, their their wins have come against some really bad teams, Philly included, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, all that matters is we're in the NFC East, so it's okay. Three <laughs> wins will be enough to get to the playoffs. Hey, That's the pa- the Patriots are in the AFC East. We still don't use that excuse. We we still we still you know win twelve games every year. You may not use that excuse, but every non-Patriot fan in the country uses that as the excuse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Right. As a guy living in New York, every Jet fan that calls, oh, they play against Well, you're in the AFC. So does the Jets. <laughs> Morons. You're one of those three teams. Uh, that, hey, Jay, Mike, you want to run the show or should I just uh, talk over No, I, listen, listen. You all know the rules of this. There, there's no point in me running it. There's no point in me trying to keep my hands on it, mold it, shape it. Uh, this well, is This is – Week seven, and the Patriots have already run all three. They won all three road uh, division games, and it's week seven. <laughs> the, 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 I think the question becomes this. When did uh, – not the question, a question that I have. When did Sony Michelle become LeGarrette Blunt? Uh, was that this week, or was that like he's always been that way, or Did you watch what? I'm just curious. last year? I mean, he all he did was score touchdowns throughout the playoffs. I, I mean, that's I just you know he look he's it, he's not Legarrette Blunt because he's actually an explosive running back that has literally no place to run right now. Legarrette Blunt chose not to go through holes. I choose <laughs> not to run. Legarrette <laughs> Legarrette Blunt would would look at the look at the space in front of him and say, "There's five guys over here, empty space over here. Yep, I'm going that way." Towards the five guys, and I'm going to run them over. I just, I just don't know what to do at this point when it comes to uh, the Patriots. Obviously, I, I feel like tons of news, obviously, on the day in terms of injuries and everything else. But even if we stay, um, <laughs> and, and at this point, I feel like it's almost the, uh, the the homerism of the brand, if you will. But here we are with a couple of Pats fans. Uh, so we might as well get into this while we're here, just so we can get out of the way. Uh, and we don't have to come back to this the rest of the evening. Uh, <laughs> and then, Kevin, you can get that smug look off your face. <laughs> the so, so we've got Sanu going, obviously, to uh, the Patriots uh, for a second-round pick. We've got Nikhil Harry, signs of him practicing, coming off the IR soon. We've got uh, Tom Brady uh, with his Infinity Gauntlet looking invincible. We've got Sony Michelle, Nyla Garrett Blunt. Uh, we've got Philip Dorsett, uh, the second coming of Tyreek Hill, apparently. Um, we've got a lot of things working in the Patriots' favor right now. The it is let me ask you this. Who is the oh, and I didn't, didn't even mention Julian Edelman. Uh, who's the one Patriots piece, if you had to choose one for dynasty teams, who's the one Patriot piece that you want? Brandon Bolden. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, oh man! I, look, look, there's. There, I mean, it depends on what kind of team you have. If you're look, if you're talking long term dynasty, I still like Sony Michelle. I still think that their offensive line is going to be better. 
if Devlin comes back next year and they have a full or they find someone else to play fullback, he's still gonna he's still gonna be a successful running back. You're probably not gonna see. I think they're gonna probably move on from Burkhead next year. Um, James White still has some money due and, and could very well be on the roster. But I think Sony Michelle's the guy in Dynasty that you want. I think Edelman has a place on teams and Brady have places on teams as well. If they're, you know, if you're going for championships, they're not going away. So those guys, you can still have them in dynasty. They're not dead and, and they're going to be, you know, useful this year and next year. And, you know, but uh, Sony's the guy from a long-term dynasty perspective in my mind. I, I love Nikhil Harry as well. I think that, you know, this, if you're counting on him for this year, you're, you're, you're in trouble, but uh, you know, I'm curious what Zach thinks about Harry and, and what, what he expects from him, you know, next year, as opposed to, to, you know, this year. Cause I, I think we can all agree. There's not going to be much this year, even when he does come back. I think Zach has us muted. No, I think he has technical difficulties. So he'll hear my um, question in like no, three minutes. Yeah. I'm, I'm having, <laughs> I'm having serious lag. I did. I, I got, I got, I'm interested to hear Zach and then nothing and then <laughs> making fun, fun of you. me for, for, yeah, here I am. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to jump off. You were talking Sony Michelle and for me in dynasty, it's Nikhil Harry. Uh, and, and not that I don't like Sony Michelle, but I think that, that, that type of running back, you're going to be able to get a few kicks at the can at that next year. There are always some guys who come in who, Let's face it. I I love Sonny Michelle, uh, but he hasn't been utilized as a three down back, and so you're you're gonna get kicks at those types of players. But with Nikhil Harry, uh, what I really liked about him coming out of college is that he was very very good twelve yards and in. Uh, and I know there were some knocks at, at him not separating against Stephon Gilmore uh, in preseason i don't know if you've noticed but nobody has separated from gilmore <laughs> at all in in the regular season either including juju so like it's not that i don't i don't hold too much stock in but i, I think that they'll be able to use him as kind of a possession receiver uh between the 20s and then nikhil uh, this really great ability to high point and he can be that big red zone uh, receiver that you haven't really seen since Gronk was Gronk a couple of years ago. And, and so that is what I'm excited for with Nikhil Harry in the future. And I think right now you can get him pretty cheap because he's been on IR and because nobody's talking about him. And even with the Sanu news, I think that's, that's just another kind of – it pushes Nikhil Harry back back further and, and so i'm i'm buying into him is it possible that you don't want any patriot oh, players in the dynasty because yeah it, it could seemingly be. changes so often on a weekly basis i mean michelle was on a pretty nice uh run here uh for lack of a better term um but yeah it's just especially with uh with running backs and wide receiving on offense it, it just seems Obviously, quarterback has been consistent for so long, and tight end did, and now it's not tight ends not existent at all. Uh, you know, if I could get good value back, I traded my own. No, I think I have two Nikhil Harry uh, shares, but I did trade one of them the week that Melvin Gordon was coming back. I don't know that that's looked so good so far, <laughs> uh, but I think it will be 
uh, a good deal. It wasn't a straight up deal. There was some other parts and, and draft picks included, but yeah, it's just always some kind of shenanigans. Like for instance, Brandon Bolden <laughs> basically splitting out a wide receiver almost all night last night and being used. Well, it's just the, the Patriots will do that almost to, to mock everybody. And I think he's doing it even to mock us fantasy football players. He's just that good. Bill Belichick. The, the question I have Zach is, is, I mean, I think Nikhil Harry's value is pretty low compared to what he was, obviously, right right now. But do you do you think that it? I think your buying window is not closing very soon, right? Like, I think you still have time to buy him. I think you can wait on it. I don't know that you need to buy him this year. You could probably get him in the off season and still pay a pretty a relatively cheap price, especially if you're talking about you know 2020 picks as we get closer to the draft and people get start to get their eyes on things. Um, so. So I guess from from a right now standpoint, I'd still want value. I'd still want Michelle because the value is going to be higher in the, in the in the immediate future. And that's fair. Um, I, I just I just see that right at this second, uh, Nikhil Harry's been out of people's minds. He's been a frustration, and and you're going to it's going to ramp back up. I mean, yes, the the 2020 picks are going to pick up value, but. Also, at the end of this year, you're going to start hearing stuff coming out of the, the Patriots, you know, where, yeah, Nikhil Harry was was their stud pick this past year, and they're going to talk about how they're going to utilize him. So his value is going to pick back up. And so right now, I mean, I'm not averse to owning both of them. Like, that's, I'm not saying that, that Sony Michelle is a, a bad play, just that right now the, the value of Nikhil Harry is kind of cratered especially with the injury, the the lackluster preseason, and then the Mohamed Sanu trade. So you're you're at a you're at a valley right now. Oh what a surprise. The other dummy has the same opinion. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I changed my mind then. I changed my mind. <laughs> Jay Mike, why don't you click up with uh with Trader Joe wrote about um a possible upset that could happen. Mm, I like that. Oh. <laughs> to, to, to the homie, Mr. Steal Your Girl himself, FF Steal Your Girl, uh, Trader Joe, what happens when the Browns shock the world and win in New England on Sunday? The fact uh, are you going to, to that game, Kevin? Uh, I will not. Because of the because of the traveling over the uh, next couple of weeks, I, I gave my tickets up to be a good uh, – husband and father and, and spend some extra time with the family this weekend. So Very good. I will not go. And I, I, I am confident, very confident that I will not miss the biggest upset in the world. The fact that you have to say shock the world when you're talking about it is, is what shook up the world. not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, I have DLS ADP up, and it's something that I haven't probably looked at for for about a month. Usually in the season, I lose track of 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 that to some degree, but I find this interesting. So Nikhil Harry, uh, number sixty six overall in DLF ADP. I've got a couple names around him, and, and because you all thought that he was uh, likely likely the guy to own in New England, let me ask this: uh, Would you rather have Nikhil Harry or Darius Geis? Dynasty, and everybody can weigh in here. I'll take Nikhil Harry for sure. Yeah, I'll take Harry as well. Yeah, uh, this hurts, but I'm taking Nikhil Harry too. <laughs> okay, we got <laughs> we got a sweep. Nikhil Harry versus Mike Williams. Oh, I'm Mike Williams. 
I think Mike Williams is etching towards his breakout. That's tough for me. I'm I'm sticking with Harry, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with Harry too. I, I can't trust Mike Williams to stay healthy for a full season. You shut your little mouth. Man, and the 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 air yards are with you, Sal. That and I I talked about that last week on the Dummy Show. That as as much as I hate uh, and, and to admit defeat potentially on a, on a Mike Williams evaluation, I I think he's gonna. I think he the breakout is coming. Uh, but but I'll still stay with Nikhil because I think he could be the one in New England going forward. Uh, ju- jumping up several spots here. Uh, By the way, gotten- wait, G Mike, before you do that, yeah. I got to say that Sal is clearly, uh, he has Kyle's issue that he has an ownership bias there. There's no question about it in my mind. <laughs> I guarantee you he has ownership bias. I own bias. him. I own, I own uh, Mike Williams in one league, capitalist picks three. <laughs> and The one no, league I, you're trying for a championship. I traded him in other leagues when, when his value was high before he dipped um with the injuries but no i just feel like listen uh, i like harry harry can play both ways we discussed this kevin back on uh, fantasy football funhouse preseason he could go and make that race not as fast as randy moss but he has the ability to make that randy moss type of catch downfield and he has the ability to take a pass right off the line and go through entire defense so i think he does have all the things you want. It's just it's the New England part of it that bothers me. Now, Julian Edelman has been able to remain a, a top-flight <laughs> fantasy wide receiver when healthy in New England. I just I can't buy into anybody in New England. <laughs> this one's about to be fun, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm going way up the way up the board here. Julio Jones, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry, or Chris Carson? Huh? Oh, I'll take Nikhil Harry only because of the coach in Seattle. Can tell you all he wants, how much he likes certain people, but he could change just as quickly as Belichick can on <laughs> on certain players. So I don't trust that Chris Carson is any definite part of the future in Seattle. I don't know. The guy fumbled three games in a row, and they stuck with him. <laughs> Who are they going to put in, Penny? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, at this point, you got to kind of believe. Are you <laughs> angling for Procise? Is this a goddamn Procise? <laughs> I love DJ Procise, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Did, did you jump up off the couch when he had his carry for nine yards this yes. past week? Yes. <laughs> Riley Bymaster and I virtually high-fived. <laughs> virtually. Uh, see, I think the this is one of the types of trades that I like to make. Uh, unless, unless I am absolutely crushing it and contending for a championship, uh, swinging a running back to get a, a wide receiver that I think has potential to be, you know, a top 24 wide receiver with top 12 potential. That's, that's the type of move that I like to make. Although I'd like to see a little bit more from Nikhil Harry uh, rather than bet blind. But if we're going to have to, I'll, I'll go with Harry. Yeah. I'm kind of with Zach here. I think, and so I, I think Carson, it's not guaranteed that he's going to be in Seattle's future plans. Whereas at least we know Nikhil is going to get a shot in New England. And I believe he adds that top 12 potential. So I'm going to place, even though we haven't seen anything from him yet, I will place my bet with Nikhil because I think he has that potential to do something big. And I'm just, whatever Pete Carroll says, I'm very concerned. So I'm taking Harry too, by the way. I just, I, I don't think I'm knocking the, the usage of, of Carson anymore. I came into the season not believing in Carson and I'm, I'm done not believing the guy. The, 
they give him the ball and he and he and he produces with it. So Peter Howard is screaming Rashad Penny though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently not loud enough to make it to Seattle. Yeah, he is. Uh, and 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 this is a really good question uh, from your other half as well, Zach. Uh, <laughs> Kyle asks, "What are you offering in picks for Harry right now?" Because uh, I, I know that lots of people, specifically with uh, this 2020 class that's coming up, uh, we, we we've we've heard quite often that it does not this this uh, upcoming class uh, is is just so far in ahead of last year's group. Uh, that's that's what we've heard a lot of. So we don't even know where he'd fall in this in this group here. So I'm curious what exactly either in picks or what kind of players uh, are we moving up or are we moving to get Harry? Because I just went all the way up to uh, 20 spots above where Nikhil is on DLF. And most of us were still choosing uh, Nikhil Harry in that instance. So I got him all the way up to 46. So that's right behind Tyler Boyd, David Montgomery, Zach Ertz, T.Y. Hilton. Evan Ingram, and you might even be able to argue that you'd move him up even higher from from that point. So I'm curious what you guys are giving up uh, in this in this instance. David Montgomery is an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not. St- what did the coach say today? I know we need to run the ball more. I'm not dumb. No, I'm pretty sure you're dumb. <laughs> seven carries, man. Seven total carries for that team this week. That's just bad. Oh, don't get me don't get me on Nagy. We're gonna get way off topic. This is, well, oh. so here's the question. I, I'd like to say that that uh I'm giving up two seconds. I don't know if anyone will take it. So I think you gotta go to the first, but I think you can get him for a first. And I, I mean I'm probably still okay with that if it's a late first. If I'm th- looking at a late first. It maybe. I don't know. There there are some serious uh, – both running backs and receivers, if – if and you don't know yet if everyone is coming out and, and there's still a long way to go. But uh, I had Tyler Johnson, who will come out in this class, ahead of Nikhil Harry uh, when I was watching film for the 2019 class. Uh, and and I've seen a lot of places where Tyler Johnson is not in the top five wide receivers, and I know that there are five or six running backs that I like. So if I can't get Nikhil Harry throwing seconds at him, I'm probably going to abstain and and hang on to my my 2020 firsts. Yeah, I mean, I was in the camps that coming last year. I mean, we know last year's class wasn't very special, so. Even though I shouldn't have, I had Nikhil as my one-on-one. So I think I'm still comfortable right now throwing a late first at him. But like Kevin said, if I can package up two seconds or maybe a second and a third, I'm all in. Wow, a second and a third, that would be that'd be a steal. Yeah. When the host is on mute. One of the one of the moves, yeah. I'm sitting here watching it blink and I'm trying to click it and I can't push it. Uh one of the moves, let me ask you guys this. Um and I don't know if this is quote unquote savvy or not, but would this be one of those times where with the with the first round picks glowing as bright as they do? Uh, and I know that Kyle's a proponent of, of this as well, and that um, the picks have their greatest value as you know, when we get closer and closer to the draft. Would this be an instance where um, it, even as as bright as they're glowing right now, could I could I send the first for 2020? And do you think I can get Harry and a second back? 
Because if so, I think that's one of those Ooh. things where, like, that's the, I think that's the that's the that's the play. Um, and and that's the that's the Kevin kick the can down the road. Wait until closer to your rookie draft and try to make that move. That that may that may be the actual play. That is, see, this is this is J Mike. This is this is why I am locked in to the blitz every <laughs> Tuesday morning. Like you you no. you ask the questions that need to be asked. You you don't overlook the things that I'm missing trying to see the you know long term and and yeah I get too cute sometimes and and man you keep me grounded I love it Zach being too cute said no whatever <laughs> <laughs> come on side profile here you go oh Jesus Christ waste the front <laughs> uh what, what up Josh Jordan double J's in the building uh in the chat <laughs> and uh he, he tells is right. us exactly how he feels. <laughs> exactly how he feels about uh, about Coach Nagy. There, uh, that's that's pretty good. I Anytime also, you can make Corderell Patterson your RB one, you have to do it. <laughs> I I like what Josh wrote. He's trying to sell his DJ Shark shares for Harry shares, which is uh, you know good. Mm-hmm. You might have missed a boat on that, right? Hopefully you did it. Maybe you can still find somebody because. I had this feeling, and, and it could still change, that D.D. Westbrook would rear his head at some point mm-hmm. in his season, and it looks like he did this past week. It could go back and forth with both of them. Maybe they both stay relevant, but um, it's just always been a thing in that offense. It's never been one wide receiver for any like the time, regardless of who the quarterback is there. So if you could get Harry back on return for Shark and, and, and counter on the early season – success that's great the one, one of the one of the interesting things and and uh me being the jaguars fan that i am and the fact that we got to go to the game uh and i got to see the jags in person for the first time a couple things i do want to know dj shark in real life uh like real time is he, he's different like he's <laughs> his, his his ability on the field is different uh, he, he's, he, he's, he's special. Um, DD Westbrook is too. Cause he came down with just a sick catch, uh, near the sideline at one point, basically going up and taking it away from his safety, but going into these last couple weeks, Westbrook was still even with, or right around even with Chark on targets. But the thing that we had, we had that really bad taste in our mouth from a few weeks ago or early in the season when we saw Westbrook dropping touchdowns. And, uh, I, I feel like a lot of us soured on Westbrook when we saw the rise of Chark. Uh, so I think that was kind of the window if you wanted to get back in on DD, like, hey, let this this is it. Um, actually, today in, in Trade Addict 6, I was able to, and I'm curious what you all think of this. Uh, I sent Devonta Freeman, whom I love uh, dearly, <laughs> uh, and, and a second uh, in 2020 for DD Westbrook and Preston Williams because um, I wanted back in on DD, and I love DD. <laughs> so, um, but, but anyway, all that to say, DD, I think w- was always even in targets. And even now he's only got six more targets, but he's got one less reception reception than shark, but I'm curious how their uh, usage moving forward. If Gardner is going to be average or if he's going to play over his head, I'm curious how that, how that levels out throughout the season. But anyway, um, that, that kind of over overrides the hairy point, but I had to get that in about the Jaguars. You know, you know, it brings up, and I spoke about this on both my show last week and another show that I appeared on last week was it's similar to the running back uh, touches in in Denver. 
the touchdown, the, the touches rather were a lot closer than anybody realized going into last week between Royce Freeman and Lindsay. And in fact, they had identical target numbers at 26 and Freeman had more receptions by two. Uh, Lindsay was ahead by about 20 touches, but if you went game by game, they were closer. Maybe he got three or four more and it totaled up to the 20. But people, it's just that Lindsay had done so much more with his touches and scored the touchdowns. And last week we saw Royce Freeman just come to the forefront there. So, yeah, it's important that you don't give up on guys just because you see one guy's performing better than the other. Look at the target volume, the touch volume, what guys are getting. That's a bigger indicator of if that guy's still a part of the offense. If the coach is still believing in that guy and he's a part of the offense, just because you're not seeing it doesn't mean it's not going to come to fruition. So. Obviously, um, you've been listening to the Saturday pregame show because I've been talking about that for weeks. <laughs> do you, you do a show on Saturdays? <laughs> I know that I run the, the uh, Twitter account and I post it. I just don't know that I listen to it. <laughs> you know, it's funny, uh, Jay, Mike, you're talking about the Jacksonville wide receivers, and I just it, it, it's starkingly or alarmingly close to them. They had, last time they had two very good young wide receivers that were putting up good numbers and with marginal quarterback play. And then those two players went to other teams and, you know, mm-hmm. one's okay. And one is non-existent. So I, it's just weird. You're going to let him get away with, okay. I know Kyle. <laughs> <saying, Alan laughs> he, he made, he made me acknowledge that Robinson is on pace for a 1200 yard season this year. I know it just doesn't feel like it does it. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, it's I, it's it's because True Bortles is there. I mean, that's what do you want? Yeah. As someone who owns a it does not feel like he's on pace for twelve hundred yards. It just it's not pretty. It's, I guess it's going to get there. Hey, listen, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Allen Robinson's a whole other thing. I don't even want to get into that. I love Allen Robinson, uh, obviously, but sheesh, Trubisky. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> moving on, I, I do also want to talk about the trade that happened today. Uh, I feel like um, I don't necessarily want to just become current event central here on the open bar, but a lot of stuff happened today. This was a big day <laughs> in, in terms of things that, that went on. Uh, we had Emmanuel Sanders go to the uh, 49ers, uh, which I think he's by far and away the best wide receiver on that roster, probably has been uh, over the last I don't know, at least three years, maybe more. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, who even compares to him. But, um, but between that, uh, yeah, and, and we'll separate this next part of news because I want to talk about uh, the, the the IR as well. But let's stay here with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, what, what's the fallout? How do we feel uh, regarding Sanders at this point uh, at being someone that, I don't know, is in line to be able to lead that group, I'd imagine, in everything except for, Obviously, Kittle, but just the receivers in general. What do we what do we think of Sanders moving forward? Well, I like the move for Sanders. I like the move for uh, for from a fantasy standpoint, and he's a guy who I was able to get late in a quite a few places this year, including the Scott Fishbowl, because there was that hesitancy to thinking he would be able to come back that quickly from that injury. Uh, but I took a chance, and I had him in a couple of dynasty places. Listen, there's nobody consistent at at wide receiver in San Francisco this season at all, uh, whether it be injury, whether it be uh, they switch to being mostly a running team at this point. I really think that he sits right in as the number one wide receiver in that offense, and you could just plug him in every week and be comfortable with the numbers you're going to get. 
I agree with you, Sal, that Sanders is probably the best wide receiver in San Francisco now. But the the our approaches are going to be different to this because what I'm going to do is before he plays a snap, any place that I own him in Dynasty, I'm going to be uh, looking down through rosters of teams in my league and looking for teams that only have two real solid wide receivers and see if I can float him uh, and get something, get a second, get a, you know a third and a fourth, get something for him back because I think this is the last sell window. And I'm really, really hesitant to uh, hitch my wagon to a, a receiver who changes teams, and and it's hard enough to do it in the in the preseason, you know, and and come to a new team. And we're seeing that with Odell Beckham. We see that kind of year and again uh, with with wide receivers changing teams. Now trying to change midstream, I think right now I'm I'm getting out. And it's not that I don't like Emmanuel Sanders. I've loved the production I've got from him so far. I'm just hesitant that that he'll be able to get on the same page with Garoppolo and and you know produce. I definitely I mean, don't hate that. I'm sorry, Kevin. I definitely don't hate that, uh, Zach. I think absolutely this is the time to sell. I mean, he's a 30 plus year old wide receiver. Yeah, 33. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's definitely the move, Zach, because I, I think I don't think you know this little bump in value is is your your chance, right? Because he's not gonna go up in value again. He's gonna it's highly unlikely that he goes to San Francisco and tears it up. It's more likely that he goes to San Francisco and is an average startable wide receiver, which is fine. He's you're not it. getting you're not getting good value for that. So right now you might have good value just on the fact that he got traded. I'm still waiting for that Pierre Garcon 100-catch season. Real <laughs> quick, <laughs> and like Sal said, in the offseason, in some places, Emmanuel Sanders was basically free. I mean, we, he was a 30-plus wide receiver coming off an ACL tear. No one knew it, and Joe Flacco was his quarterback. Nobody knew what to expect. So the fact that now he's in San Francisco, like Zach said, if I can get a third from him, I'm taking it and not thinking twice about it. I think this is the best chance we'll get to sell him because – I don't. I think he's clearly the best wide receiver in San Francisco. But like you said, I think it's going to be he's going to be a serviceable wide receiver. He's not going to be a game breaker. Any of you guys in the supremacy dynasty? I got Emmanuel Sanders for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I I am uh, I I am, but I'm not interested. I appreciate that. Damn you, Zachary. <laughs> also in that league, also not interested. <laughs> I, if you guys have a chance to go look at my roster. And uh, I, I'm either six. I think I'm six and one in that league with the most oh, atrocious the least points, right? It's the you? most atrocious roster you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> I am six and one. I have one startable quarterback on a weekly basis. Um, and then one starting running back on a weekly basis. And then I start like seven wide receivers. It's <laughs> pretty gross. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I actually had, I actually sold a second round pick for Ryan Tannehill today so I could start a second quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm in four, I'm in fourth place in that league and leading the league in points, so. Yeah. It's ugly. Man oh man. The Okay, uh, I've been avoiding this as long as I could. Uh, and this makes my heart really sad. Carry on Johnson. Um, yeah. <laughs> punch to the gut, punch to the ego, everything. Uh here we are. Uh, and we are looking at uh, on Johnson uh, on the IR. Uh, we've got Ty Johnson waiting in the wings. We've got people and whispers in the bushes about how Zach Zinner's coming back to 
Detroit to save us all. Uh, <laughs> Zach Zinner versus everybody. We've got uh, J.D. McKissick saying, hey, look at me. I can get things done, too. Um, we've got Theo Riddick on Denver's IR, uh, who is just, you know what? I, I think I can come back for one more one more dance here. Uh, all sorts of fun uh, being had in Detroit right now, except he's going to come out of nowhere. He's going to come out of nowhere to lead Detroit in touches. Why not sign DJ Anderson, who was there in the preseason earlier in the year? And I say that because, yes, he's sitting on one of my tightest pastors. He probably put on another <laughs> 30 pounds since then. Right up the middle. <laughs> I have Jai sitting on a deep dynasty roster, too. So that's what I'm hoping for. As do I. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this question. I was offered this today in um, in a league. I won't say which league it is because a couple of you guys are in it. Um <laughs> Uh, as Kevin, you know, I'm a Derek, I'm Derek Henry guy, but I'm not going to challenge this year for probably even making a playoffs, let alone uh, a championship. And I was offered carry on Johnson straight up for Derek Henry. And the person saying, oh, you're rebuilding. Would you do it? So I turned it down because uh, Derek Henry's still young enough that it's not like he's an old guy. And I'm a bigger Derek Henry fan, but. What do you guys think about that? Do you think Derrick Henry's current uh, situation is sustainable? And do you think that I would have been better off as a a rebuilding team to take the younger running back? I think you can do better. I think you can do better than a, than a, a running back. I would target a wide receiver that, you know, if you're really not competing, target a wide receiver that will increase in value as opposed to be a, de- de- you know, depleting asset. Yeah, and if you want a running back back, I would try and go get a lower level running back, a tier below Henry, and pick up a pick in addition or maybe another wide receiver. But yeah, I think the move is to get a wide receiver when you rebuild. All right, well, just for those of you who paid attention at home, a Canadian person offered me that deal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you this. Do you you all share hair care tips? I'm just curious. If it's the same Canadian person. Uh, We do, uh, yes, we do use the same um, head shiner. (laughs) <laughs> our 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 favorite uh, <laughs> our our favorite FFRX, um, but I'll leave it there. Um, we'll, we'll oh, I thought that. you were going to say favorite can- Canadian, and I was going to say, is there really in it? Do we really have to have a favorite Canadian? But you know, <laughs> no, we don't have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the and this, golly, uh, I feel like I've talked, I've brought this up so many times, but this, I don't know that I've thought as much about a specific topic as I have this. And it's this idea of running backs. And, and I think I've come to this and let me know what you guys think of this. Cause I I've, I've, I've chewed on this for a long time and Jake Anderson, I'm not sure if you guys saw here uh, with, with carry on Johnson. He says, I sold him before the news broke today for Carson and John Brown and picks three that uh, that's winning right there. That's a, that's good stuff. Makes me angry as a as a heavy heavy contender in that league that he can do something like that. So, yeah, he uh, he he. And also, he by the way, Jake, I am not. I don't need to bick my head. I have hair. I don't know if you can see it. There is, you know, I'm good. Well, you sound an awful lot like me. But back when we first started doing a podcast together four years ago, <laughs> Kevin, uh, an awful lot like me when you guys used to break my balls about being a bald guy. And I used to tell you guys, if I let it grow in, I actually have hair. See. It's there, right? I don't know why J. Mike has me in the corner covered by the stupid logo, but <laughs> there is actually hair there. But what the man is saying is 
if you're going to go, stop looking like you're halfway there and just go all the way. Just embrace it. Embrace it. Let it go. Just brought Zach back to Disney. The, the the magic of uh, the magic of Streamyard, uh, and just like that, the logo's gone, uh, so everyone can get the the full <laughs> three hundred sixty degrees of Sally. Please know. God, put the logo back up. <laughs> um, this idea deal with the running backs. The <laughs> what in the world? All right, fair enough. The when it comes Joe, to running this backs, by Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, it's pretty spot on. When when it comes to the running backs, uh, I think that I've come to the place where I'm likely not going to be owning or rostering, I should say, many running backs uh, after their third year. Uh, and I and and I've kind of come to this after a lot of. Um, like I said, thoughts and and randomly some sleepless nights where um this is going through my head for some reason I have no idea, but in a, in another league I ended up selling uh, Kamara for Chris Godwin and a couple of firsts. Um, I got uh, so so in all these places I'm trying to uh, get out from a lot of these guys who have been fantastic for us, but we keep watching these. I don't know if it's an age cliff. I don't know what it is, but we don't. I don't even want to fool with these these contracts uh the contract issues the holdouts the injuries all those things like i want to be able to get out from any and all of these guys at max value if i can uh that's my that's my hope uh and brian har in the chat um he, he's <laughs> uh at the end of the day roster saquon <laughs> it's worth it that's <laughs> nah, you, you can't hate that brian that's a, that's a great call what up brian <laughs> But uh, but, but what are your all thoughts? So, do you all have anything that you've you've been chewing on over the fantasy season that's really uh, changed you, changed the way you've thought about things, uh, or or just guided the way that you've gone about this twenty nineteen season? Well, let me ask what? you this, Jay, Mike. Before before anyone gets into their stuff, I mean, how do you do that when you're in when you're? I mean, if you're in a, if you're in anything close to contention, how do you trade a guy like Kamara or 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 CMC or these guys that are coming towards that that spot where you want to maximize the value? I mean, look, I'm the I'm the I'm the value guy. That's how I play fantasy football is mostly based on value. But at a certain point, you, you got to get points on the board. And if, and if anyone, so I thought you would appreciate that. I, I love the move. I, I love the thought process. But I also think sometimes we get caught up in in trying to maximize yeah. that effort and and not looking through the lens of, yeah, I, I need those guys on my roster too. And some, some guys you're going to get, you're going to have on your roster and they're going to get to the point where you're going to lose value on them. <laughs> like their, their value is going to be gone and you, but you've, you've, you've used the value. It's a depreciating asset, but, it, but you've gotten what you needed out of them. And that's, I think, the the you've used the value. There's a fine line uh, between, you know, constantly kicking the can forward and building for the future and doing that and winning, which I don't know. I, I mean, I do know about you guys because I, I feel like you guys are all in to win leagues. That's that's why we play. But, but you see some people – uh, build and build and build and build, which is fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that. I love looking forward. I, I love 
you know, hitting the rookie drafts and, and doing all that scouting. But at, at the end of the day, you know, winning is, it's nice. And when I, I, I made a trade last year where I ended up acquiring Zeke and I traded away. And this is, I mean, looking back at it, you can, you know, tell me I was wrong because I traded Dalvin Cook and I traded Amari Cooper to get Zeke, but it won me the league last year. And I don't, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll rebuild. I'll figure something else out down, down the road. But that won the league, and so there is. There's a fine line between, you know, trading and getting value, and having guys on your team and 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 winning. And I I I kind of I saw Jake just said uh, in in the chat, play like it's yeah, well, maximize value until you maximize your production. And he also said play dynasty like it's redraft. I don't quite subscribe to that, but if you're talking those top four or five guys who are just incredible difference makers, Kamara, uh, CMC, Zeke, Saquon, those guys who give you such an edge over everybody else. I, I want that uh, un, unless I, that's the only asset I have, and then I use it to rebuild. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you want to maximize the clip, but at the same time, you have, it's, you have to go roster by roster. I know it's kind of a cop-up. In one of my leagues, I'm – my team was fringe on the fringe, and I had Alvin Kamara. And I'm, you might, I'm a big Devonta Adams fan, so I traded Kamara for Devonta Adams and the 2022nd. Now I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like you know what I, I got a 2020 pick, which I mean 2020 picks are what's in, and it was right before Devonta Adams got injured. But I just believe Devonta Adams still has multiple years of our wide receiver one production left with. Kamara, while he has been spectacular, we don't know if he's going to hit that cliff like everyone else is. So, I mean, it is definitely tough, though, J. Mike. I agree with you on that. And, and, and Kevin, let me um, – and I'm glad you asked that because it helped me chew, chew on it a little bit more. Um, I, I, I basically implemented this probably most in, in the in the Trade Addict 6 League that I'm in. So, shout out to Russ. Shout out to Brian. Uh, over at uh, um, golly, why am I tripping? Um, trade why can't I think of their podcast right now? Golly, trade addict, as I sat here and said the actual name of the league, I'm tripping. <laughs> um, this stupid mosquito is, flying around my house. It's, it's sporting right. news no. radio, <laughs> you, Brian Har. Yeah. Nobody really likes <laughs> us, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, another person whose wife I met also out kicked his coverage. I mean, it, even Brian doesn't really like Russ. <laughs> Russ doesn't Brian like likes Russ. Everybody. If you've ever met Russ, he doesn't like himself. He's struggling. Right. <laughs> so, so, so let me walk through this. So, uh, I, um, to start the season, Kevin, and this is kind of, uh, we'll, I'll bring this back around here in just a second. Um, so bear with me. Start the league. Uh, I've got a, a team that I think is is going to be in contention from the jump. I'm sitting on guys like Hopkins and Diggs uh, at wide receiver. Um, and I've got running backs, Fournette, Carrion, uh, Kamara, Devonta Freeman. I'm feeling good, right? Then the season starts, and all of a sudden, like, nobody's playing up to their potential on my team. Um, it, it gets really frustrating at first, and I'm thinking maybe if I can get some value, not just necessarily picks, but if I can also amass some players along with picks – uh, I can see 
if this team still has any sort of a run left in it for this season, or if it's a case where I've got enough value to where uh, my offseason allows me a lot of flexibility to figure out my next steps or at least to at least accumulate currency. So with that, so so the string of trades went something like this. Uh, maybe three ish weeks ago, uh, I traded uh, carry on for DJ Moore and Darwin Thompson. That was the first trade. And I, and I'm, and I just start kind of putting back these these valuable pieces, per se. I, I move for net. I move on from four net uh, and I get a first a third and Will Disley. And this is when he's still doing really well in the, in the tight end premium. So I'm feeling good about it. Um, then the, the Kamara trade has actually happened with Brian Har. Um, Brian Har is sitting on a team that has Saquon and he's all in for this year. He's like, I'm ready. I have Kamara. I said, okay, this is one of my last couple running backs. And just to avoid the holdout drama, anything that might arise as well as the massive um, sometimes fall in their value when they get hurt. Um, I, I just didn't want to have to have Kamara and then there'd be some sort of cliff because Breeze is gone and Bridgewater isn't great or, or all these things that might happen. So I move him. Um, and so I move Kamara and the second in 2020. And in return, I get Godwin, Deion Kane, uh, and two firsts uh, in 2020. So yeah, that was, I think that was a trade. So all of a sudden now I've got a, like a wide receiver room of Hopkins, Diggs, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin. Uh, and like I just told you guys, I just sold Devonta Freeman. I got D.D. Westbrook, Preston Williams. So my wide receiver room all of a sudden looks really good with a lot of room to grow for the future. And I've got all these picks now uh, to be able to play with yeah. and do different things with. And I don't want to. And I keep thinking if I can pay um, in the draft, if I can go and try to hammer running backs in the drafts and see what sticks there. I feel much better about getting that early production from them and hoping that, uh, and I think Jake said this to me, Jake Anderson said this to me a while back uh, and it's stuck uh, really heavy. Stop trying to pay for what's now and start looking for and paying less for what's next. Uh, and that was one of the things with Philip Lindsay, cause we were both big fans of his. Um, but but he, he told me that, and I never forgot that last season. He said, stop, <laughs> stop that and start looking for what's next. Um, so, so that was my impetus behind it, um, and, and and I think I just like I like the idea of not trying to deal with the age curve, the production issue, or not production issues, just the um, the injuries and all the other stuff. And let me get these guys who are fresh out uh, and 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 figure out what happens from there. So, so, so you might get stuck with David Montgomery in crappy situations, which sucks. Uh, but then you might fool around turning into Josh Jacobs, where he's getting all this work and he's likely going to end the season as an RB one ish. Um, so that that was. Um, that's what I've literally been thinking about for probably two months now. Uh, sorry, that was a long, that was a long winded way to say, uh, what, what kind of happened, but I just wanted you guys, you guys get a glimpse of what was going on between my ears. And that's almost exactly how I, how I personally try to build where I will trade running backs for receivers and draft running backs, wash, rinse, repeat, because you get that quick return you know what you've gotten a running back uh if if he's worth the salt if it's an early round running back in terms of a dynasty rookie draft you know uh right away what what you've got uh, there aren't very many guys who are coming around their third year and and you know all of a sudden producing you get guys who come in and start and and do their thing and with this draft class coming in uh you know jay mike if you if you're piling up 
2021st, and you're looking at guys like you know Jonathan Taylor and Etienne and Eno Benjamin and DeAndre Swift, and I mean they just ad nauseum. They're right down the line, and it's it, this is a really exciting class to be able to do it. Uh, I kind of did something similar in my home league with that uh, 2017 class, and and it again it paid off. I I, I won a championship and and have now kind of kicked off, and and I've got some picks for for this next year. But yeah, that's that's how I I really prefer to build is draft running backs in rookie drafts, trade them for established or quasi-established wide receivers there's your your godwin and and westbrook and that sort of thing and then keep on keeping on well in that i mean if you can do it and do it correctly you're always going to have working capital right because you're getting those extra draft picks and if you do miss on the running backs you should have a healthy stable of wide receivers that theoretically you could flip for some extra draft picks and or what running right. back if you need to. So, I mean, you're not going to get that. The, the one thing there is, unless you get them in the draft, you're not getting that, that, you know, that McCaffrey type season or right. that, you know what I mean? And and that's the part that, you know, that's the one part of it that I don't like is because I, I, when I get that stud, I want that guy on my roster and I, I will, I will, uh, you know, Pretty much, he, they be, they almost become untradeable for me because of the value they add, um, and that's where I, you know, that's where I get stuck. It, it 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 can be, it can help you build a championship, but it can also be to your detriment. So, but even even though studs have been or are short lived, uh, you know, the there are far fewer Lashawn McCoys who who have ten years of production than than there are other. I mean, even look at the top ten running backs. Three years ago, you look at Todd Gurley, you look at David Johnson, you look, you know, and you're just like, oh, these guys are going to be studs forever. They're young. And now all of a sudden you've got Todd Gurley with a degenerative knee issue. You've got David Johnson who has been hurt for three years and you don't know what's going on right now. Uh, they just signed Alfred Morris. Like oh, this, like so there, there are some things happening. What does you know, that say for uh, the other two guys that they brought in and Jay and and Alfred Morris? But, but that's like that's what I'm saying. Like you know, we sit there and say, oh, you know, Christian McCaffrey is a lock for the next five, six years as a stud, and I think he is. But there's a lot less security to that than what we perceive. I agree. I just. I know I'm I'm 99% sure you're going to get two more years out of them and those two oh, years yeah. are are huge difference makers. So yeah. and that's and that's where I come from but um I've always been a sadly into my own detriment in certain areas. I I've always been a running back guy. I like the you know I like the instant production. I like having them on my roster cuz I think it gives you flexibility elsewhere and I just I, I cobble together wide receivers, and uh, I think you can get luckier sometimes hitting on those wide receivers when you just take a bunch of shots at them. So I, I, they may take a while to pan out, but I don't know. Um, but but you guys are making a lot of sense with with like I said, building up that um, you know that stable of wide receivers to use as capital and constantly drafting running backs. It just makes a lot more sense that way because you get that instant production. And uh, and and there's something to be said. At least it feels like, because like, because like you said, Kevin, that 
you're, you're like you said, with, so with your CMCs and those, the only way that you're getting them is in the draft, right? Or if you trade for them before they just start obliterating, obliterating everything. Uh, the, 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 I guess the, the issue that I'm, that I keep coming back to is I just don't want to have, and maybe if you're in a position where you're, you're close to a title or you're pushing for a title of one of the top teams, maybe and I'm not sure that that will be the play to like, just start unloading. Oh, year four running back you're you know, whatever. I, and I'm not necessarily advocating for that, but in the event that you're in the middle of the pack or you're not sure about your team or things of that nature, I think those are the perfect times when uh, it, like you extract the value and what, and what Jake said earlier, um, maximize the value, uh, until you can't maximize it anymore. To, or excuse me, no, he said maximize value until you've maximized your production. And and I just don't ever want it to be a case where if they, if those guys are on my team that they either have to die there or I have to sell them for less than what was what was the the, the peak of everything. And I think that's a, and that this is a function. And I blame you, Kevin. This is a function of you and your Dynasty Wall Street podcast uh, that I listen to every every week uh, between Zach beating over my head that I need. Running, uh, running backs who are pass catchers, uh, and and uh, Brian Har and Russ always talking about not paying up for running backs and trades. I'm blaming a combination of all three of you, <laughs> all three to blame uh, for my thought process there. So yeah, take that. <laughs> uh, I knew somehow you'd get you'd bring it back to it being my fault. Sal <laughs> Sal is a master at that. So it's so easy when it's right there. <laughs> Man, all right. What uh, what else do you guys want to hit on while we're here? Uh, anything going on with your teams? If you, I heard this SFB. was a bar. I thought we'd be hitting on hitting on chicks, but uh, turns out it's just a bunch of bald guys. <laughs> all bald guys, all the time. <laughs> bald guys and another guy doesn't want to show his face. Rojas. Hey, hey, my face <laughs> working right now, but I come from a family that's bald, so in about five years, I'll be right with you guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it, comes, it comes quicker than oh, you we, think, my friend. I would say we got a head start on you by quite a bit. I think it does. Real quick, Jay, Mike, I just want to give you a round of applause for delaying my appearance on the open bar for a week just so I can get eliminated in the eliminator, the open bar eliminator. <laughs> I felt like this was on purpose. I really do. This was your concession speech appearance. Yep. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, I have no idea if we are still in the um, fantasy football funhouse eliminated. Did we, did we get eliminated? I, you know, that's a good question. I will check right now. <laughs> you drafted that team, so I'm going to blame I, you immediately. I, I, I think you guys are okay. We were still in it up uh, last week. I have not checked it this, wow. this week yet. Uh, we are so still, while, while Kevin checks alive. on that, we are still alive. Brandon, I, I just want to let you know, Rojas, uh, that was not the case at all. Uh, <laughs> last week, uh, we had. <laughs> that, that's what you're going to go with. No, uh, for those that don't know, Rojas, uh, he's been riding with us here in the open bar for for quite some time, and uh, it, it <laughs> uh, we had planned for him to come on for, uh, for over a month or so. Uh, we had it locked in, but but we had obviously life comes and and hits you sometimes, and you have to deal with that. So we uh, <laughs> we pushed it back by a week, uh, thinking that we were uh, you know no big deal, and uh, and of course the week that we push it back. Um, he gets eliminated. So, so who was on your squad, real quick, Rojas? Um, where, where did it all go wrong for you? Okay, so for those of you who didn't know, the open bar eliminator was actually an auction. So my mentality was, I'm going to pay it for quarterbacks. So my quarterbacks, are you ready for this quarterback room? Drew Brees, yeah. 
and Andrew Luck. Those were my two studs going into the <laughs> I'm picking Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, and I threw a flyer on Josh Rosen. That was my quarterback room. I'm <laughs> what could uh, possibly go wrong? Right? I felt and I was like, I, loaded. I think I got luck under a quarter of my budget. So I was like, I was doing cartwheels. I was excited. I was a big Andrew Luck fan. But I think the reason I lasted so long is I hit on some of the later guys. Like, I was able to get Matt Breda. Uh, Matt Breda teared up. Josh, not Josh Gordon, my bad. Mark Andrews has been amazing. And just it's just not being last place. And then, unfortunately, with no quarterbacks this week, it finally got to me. To be fair, Joe Mixon has not helped me across every league. Like I was a big Joe Mixon fan coming into the year, and it has it's it's not been good. It's just it's terrible. I think I think we're getting hit on average like negative four like point four yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's just god off. It's it's tough. The fat guys pretty matter. Sure he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think he had 10, 10 for two yards uh, this yeah. last week. So yeah, it was yeah not good. I mean, Sorry, Rojas. Yeah, speaking of Joe Mixon, my SFB roster running back. My running backs this week, my two studs were Joe Mixon and David Johnson. So it was a very – You are killing it this year. Yeah. You know, I, I also have David Johnson in SFB, and, and I have um, Damian Williams. So my SFB I, – I see that Kyle said to ask – Yeah, don't, No, don't, 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 do, don't, yeah, don't humor, humor Kyle. <laughs> don't humor he wants Kyle. To rub we, himself, we he wants to rub himself on the back, but uh, – Yeah, he – we're we're not even going to acknowledge him. We're we're not going to. Uh, I was a I was a semifinalist in SFB last year. I am not going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got to I've got to scroll up uh, about three hundred and ninety six names to get to Kyle. So we're we're just leave him. <laughs> or you could just scroll like three spots back, and you can see me. So, <laughs> you're in good company. That's it. I'm <laughs> about three hundred Injuries are starting to hit me. Like I was a big fan of Will Disley, so I was able to pick him up in the later rounds. Uh, Austin Hooper. Everybody doubted him. I got not stolen. Kevin. I stole Kevin. We were in the 107 group chat. We were all pounding the table for Austin Hooper. I picked him up in the tenth, and I'm super happy about it. Really, it's been the other two Atlanta pieces on my offense. Matt Ryan's been so inconsistent, as has Devonta Freeman. Picked it up in a couple recently, but I don't know. Also, Keenan Allen, man, they just need to throw him the ball and he'll make plays. Uh, no, actually, he missed plays this week. I don't know if you watched. Yeah. I saw him drop balls. <laughs> Uncharacteristically, he dropped passes this past week. The, the, the Chargers are a mess right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks or no thanks to Melvin Gordon or whoever you want to blame. Uh, Catillo, do you have your your standings there in the um, Funhouse uh, Eliminator you got there? Uh, yes, we are still alive. We are uh, currently middle of the pack or so in the remaining teams of the you know total score, which means nothing because, as you know, every week it, it it's all about what you do that week. But we're still alive, and we're, we're rolling along. Um, actually, interestingly enough, I'm in the, uh, the Bobby Koch uh, – tough guy uh, eliminator <laughs> and my team is terrible except for the fact that I have the Patriots defense which is <laughs> currently carrying me through <laughs> that that particular eliminator so uh just so for those of you who haven't done one or you know are planning to check them out next year defenses actually do matter yes quarterback 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 defense 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 right defense. yeah yeah, I'm only alive in one eliminator left. Like it's it's been a rough going. 
But I like my team's pretty decent in that one, so I think we can go places. Unfortunately, very I, don't, good, but... I don't have the Patriots defense, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so, some of us some of us don't have that kind of luck, Rojas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what uh Zach, where, where do you guys stand now in, in the in the uh, eliminator if you have for the for the dummies? Oh, we are uh we're sitting pretty. We are uh right right around the top of the of the leaderboard. Uh we'll we'll like we'll we'll pretend like Kyle drafted the team. I'll I'll uh feign humility and say it's all him, but uh we, we won it last year and we're looking to repeat. Yeah, I, I think I finished pretty highly last year in your alls, and uh this year I got eliminated in week five, so I'm a little bit yeah. disappointed in that. I noticed you and Bosch went back to back weeks, uh, yeah. just, just getting yeah. bounced. Yeah, that's that's no good. Um, but but Kevin Cotillo still alive, still alive uh, in with, that with one the, <laughs> with the high score. He had the high score in week seven, like a boss. Um, so yeah, there's that. The and I think Gabe is going to be really upset with me because I'm not going to be pushing this episode to uh, 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 obscene <laughs> hours into the evening and early morning. Um, so, so the question now becomes, guys, is, this is this is the last call, the open bar last call. Uh, if you have any last topics, anything that's on your heart you want to bring up, talk through real quick. Uh, this is it before we get ready to shut her down. Okay. So all, all, all off season, I've been pounding the table. I still am pounding the table. I will trade, even if it's a mid-21st, 20, go get Christian Kirk. Go get him. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, go get Christian A mid-2021st. <laughs> that is pricey. If that's the if that's the price, I'm I just a couple weeks ago I traded what's looking to be a late 2021st, so I'm okay, but I'm willing to go up to a mid 2021st for Christian Kirk. That, that's the price now. I mean, now yeah. that you've you broadcast it, that's that's the price. It's gone up. <laughs> so I'm gonna have one almost to the, million, I, I, to the millions of people around the world who listen to this. Uh <laughs> they, they know your price now, Rojas. It's you're you're done for. All, right. all the people who listen to this, I already have Kirk in those leagues, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> What do you have, Kevin? Uh, I was just going to say, well, I was going to ask the other guys which one of us wanted to, uh, you know, shamelessly plug the the, the only net, the only network in town. <laughs> well, you can find me, Kevin, J. Mike, <laughs> and Zach's shows all on the DFPN network or the DFPN network, hashtag at work. And you can find our clothing at the DFPN.com. Uh, store envy or envy store damn it i should have known that store was. envy you got store it envy.com we have shirts we have i believe there's onesies for your children there we have women's shirts men's shirts we have mugs i have a mug over here i gotta go grab it and bring it back before the end of the show but the dummies the dynasty dummies the fantasy football funhouse which we don't really record anymore j mike's <laughs> fantasy blitz uh kevin's saturday start sit show all can be found on the same. We have Riley Bymaster and Fat Mormon, or Matt Foreman, however you want to call them. They do a Devi show uh, that I believe they recorded the second episode to be released sometime in the next day or so. And I can be found doing the live Getting Over the Hump fantasy show every Wednesday on my Twitter. And while we don't put it onto the feed from the, the DFPN at work, I still promote heavily what we're doing over there. So come check us all out. It's a lot of good shows all in one place, one feed. You don't got to be checking all over the place. Download it to your phone every day of the week. So just so you know, Sal, because you messed up the store envy, 
uh, you know, Kyle is now producing adult diapers with your face on them. <laughs> Those, <laughs> will <sell. laughs> Those will sell. People, uh, first of all, people are shitting all over me in my whole life. Mostly. Um, uh, but people would love to shit on me. I, if, if it sells, my face, put it on there. Um, I'm sure young children have shit all over the uh, Dynasty Dummies onesies. That are up there. So uh, sometimes it gets explosive. Some of you guys with younger kids know that. My kids are all teenagers, and every once in a while it still happens. It's just the way it goes. Um, that's not true. Jay Mike, put that beard down. This is taking a very, very bad turn, Jay Mike. I apologize. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> he opened, opened the door to just it's Pandora's it. box. That's it. You can't you can't bring uh, up poo talk and then you know it's just it just gets, it gets bad from there. So whoa, there's no easy transition. Look at the sweet mug you can get there. This was pre bald Kevin. Look, yeah, look at all there that hair. Look at him, look at him. Woo -hoo. And uh, this Steve, he used to podcast with us. We're not sure what happened to him. He had a he had a second kid. His entire life went in disarray. Uh, but you can there, get uh, there are rumors that he's he's in a freezer in my basement. That's not true. <laughs> Just, just for all those who think that that's where he is, that he's not there. Still, hey, I got a question. I got a question for you guys. Uh, is there? Do you guys think there's any chance that the Oakland Raiders could sneak into a wild card this year? They said they're going Ooh. to be buyers. They said they're going to be buyers at the deadline. But as too much damage been done to their wide receiver core with Terrell Williams out uh, for them to to make that run, or do you think there's a chance? That they could just swoop sneak in in that last wild card. Zay Jones to the rescue. Too much damage has been done to their quarterback position. <laughs> Damn you! I still have them available. Sell it some places, Zach. Don't kill my. <laughs> ah, that hurts. Uh, so they're so, they're so, going to be they're going to be one of those teams that's unfortunately locked in too, right? Because they're going to get a draft spot that is not going to be conducive to getting another high, you know, using on a quarterback. They're going to be a mid middling team for another, you know, sorry, Sal, five, 10 years and be stuck in that spot. It's just, I, I feel bad because that's the way it is. It's looking for them and hopefully they can hit on some other draft picks, build up a deep. The, the bears are starting to suck and we still have a couple of their draft picks. So. Fair. That is fair. I don't think they're going to suck enough, but you know, maybe they can make a trade up since they do have a couple of first round picks. I don't know. I I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, Sal. I think you're going to be one of those just out of the playoffs teams for a little while here. Well, listen, you're not hurting my feelings. I don't think they'll make the playoffs either. I didn't think they'd even. My my goal was to hopefully be somewhere around 500 this year, and that is the type of football that they are playing. They've impressed me with some of the wins that they did get. Um, my son who likes to taunt me said, you know, what happened in Green Bay? We went uh, – Green Bay might be the best team in the, in the NFC right now, and we lost in Green Bay to them, so that doesn't upset me too much. Uh, win your home games. Try to win some division games. Listen, San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers, whatever you want to call them, fell apart this year. I thought they'd be competing. And Patrick Holmes is out for a couple of weeks. Uh, we could stay close. And fight for that division. I don't think it'll be them in the end, but I do like the direction they're going in. I don't think five to ten years, Kevin, is true. Kevin, even if you don't like necessarily them to win the division, don't you at least think that it's possible they can get one of those two wild card spots? Let's think about this. Mildly AFC possible. East. I mean, AFC East maybe the Bills, maybe. Um, in the North, it's I think just the Bills Baltimore. Are 
I think the Bills are better than the Raiders. I think okay. I think Fair Baltimore enough. is a better team than the Raiders. I think well, hey, Baltimore's going to win the if division. Cleveland, if Cleveland can shock the world and come in and beat the Patriots yeah. this weekend, who knows? Um, but no, I, I think I think the Ravens are better. I, I think well, Ravens are going to win a division. A man just said. Yeah. In the in the AFC South, you have Houston and Indy. I think so, both teams make it in. But so Houston, Houston's as Jekyll and Hyde as anybody. Yeah, but it's Houston. They're going to sneak in at nine and seven. It happens every year. Probably. You might I don't know that the <laughs> I don't know that the Raiders get to get to nine and seven. And I think they have to to make the playoffs. That's Who the hell invited Rojas? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they're playing like they're playing five hundred football. I think they're gonna finish seven and nine, maybe eight and eight, and they're gonna be just short of the playoffs. I was on a, a podcast preseason specifically to talk about the Raiders with other Raider fans, and I said six and ten, seven and nine would be great for me. So no, I agree with you guys. They the three and two start was was not expected. I didn't expect it. I figured we would beat Denver and then lose five straight. I really did. Um, so I'm just happy that they're playing better. Um, I think Darren Waller's been a wonderful surprise for both uh, the Raider fans and Dynasty owners uh, who didn't sell high on him. Jake Anderson, I know you got screwed on that. I saw you write that earlier today on Twitter, but. Um, I think they're moving in the right direction for next season. I do. I mean, they're currently sitting at what seventh overall in the AFC. I mean, like, not to be. I, I don't. I don't want to give you false hope, but but they are overall record wise. I'm not a false hope seven. guy. I'm a real. I'm a realistic guy. Like, I would never post. Oh my god, is there any way they don't go eleven and five? No, I would never post. That. I'm, I'm realistic. <laughs> When it comes to my teams, like like for instance with the Yankees, they got beat by a better team. Houston was the Astros are just a better team than them in every facet of baseball. So I'm not that type of sports fan. When my teams are not good, I know that they're not good. I don't get overzealous and I don't try to claim that there's something that they're not. I was just wondering what your opinions were. I, I see the look on Kevin's face. He's trying to think about the last time. A Boston team wasn't good, and he's just—he's not coming up. No, it, 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 yeah. Well, that's that's incredible. I'm the New England Revolution. <laughs> They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Those Boston year. Cannons. Um, but but no, I, I honestly, I was looking at what I was doing. I was looking at the schedules, and I, I, you know, I'm I'm sort of reversing a little bit. There is some hope there because, I, you know, when when you start looking at where the teams are and who they have left to play, I mean, I was thinking. You know, a team like Tennessee or Jacksonville, one of them is going to go on a little bit of a run, you know, and have some consistency and, you know, get into that that last playoff spot. But both of those teams have relatively hard stretches, you know, going through the rest of the season. And they're under 500, whereas the, the Raiders are at 500 and, you know, have decent, you know, okay schedule as well. I, it might be an 8-8 eight and eight team, and if it's going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team – who knows? The Raiders, the Raiders could could actually pull it out. So mediocre in the playoffs. <laughs> it really is going to be mediocre in the playoffs, but it could be it could be Oakland's brand of mediocre. Remember this: <laughs> Seattle at seven and nine won a playoff game. In fact, Gruden. that playoff game gave birth to Beast Mode. If we remember, Gruden that is the savior. Gruden is the savior. You're you're you got him for another eight years. Forever, he's part owner of the team. For <laughs> sake. I mean, just the, and let's think about this. The Raiders are about to give us, uh, if we're not careful, they're going to fool around and give us an RB1 
and they're going to fool around and give us a tight end one in the same season, and they're not going to make the playoffs? Get out of here, Kevin Cotillo. I'm not hearing that. Like I said, I'm, hey. I'm changing my mind here. Terrell, to where Terrell Williams was healthy, he was catching a touchdown a game, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> that, that, receiver. that conference victory against the Colts. It's on the road, baby. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Huge. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a big matchup. I mean, like I said, I think the Texans are a team that's going to either win the South or be that wildcard team. And if Oakland can beat Houston, Maybe they do make the playoffs. I don't know. I just feel like it's that middle of that 500. Looking at the rest of the schedule, it's. I feel like they can split the rest of the schedule and end up at 8-8. Eight and eight. So, we'll see. It's 2019, man. The, the Texans have, have uh, you know, obviously this, this week, uh, you know, notwithstanding against the Colts team that I think is better than most people expected, you know, with Jacoby Brissett. I think I think that they, they I think Houston's you know far better than they've they've played their offensive line needs to get some consistency um, and and but I think they're keeping they're keeping Watson uh, upright lately which is which is a key to his success and and so I, I still think that they're going to be that team that's in the playoffs. So sure. at, at the risk of running the show even longer, Jay Mike. Uh, Kevin brought up the Colts and and the success that they're having. What team, other than the team that you follow, are you most rooting for in the NFL this year? I think the Colts are a great team to actually root for and pull for to make the playoffs based on what happened with Andrew Luck. So that would be one of the teams I'm pulling for. Uh, What about some of you other guys? Uh, Brandon, let's start with you. Wait, wait. Can I just just talk to Zach for a sec? Zach, isn't it cute that they all have to have other teams? (laughs) It's nice. Kevin, I feel you because getting back, and I don't like to talk too much baseball on on a football show. I have Met fans here in New York who every year have to buy a new hat, whether it be Minnesota (laughs) Twins or, you know, for I had a nephew one time who, did a Red Sox thing, and they got to buy new hats every year to root for a different team in the playoffs. So believe me, I get it. I'm not even mad at you for that. But just even you douchebags, I mean, even you um, assholes, I mean, New Englanders, you look around and you're like, our team's already in. Let me go see what these other guys are doing. Who else – who's a rootable team you can root for? Indy is one. So I think you, for me, it's, it's India. I mean, I was a big Andrew Luck fan, so the news devastated me. But the job that Frank Reich is doing is absolutely amazing. Everybody went from Colts as a dark horse, dark horse Super Bowl contender to not even making the playoffs, essentially. And they're just doing a great job. That's just the organiz- – the owner's a douche, but that organization, from the coaching to the GM, is just very well run, and I want them to succeed because it's football done right. I mean, their owner, we don't have to talk about him, but the Colts are definitely <laughs> my team. If I have to, if I have to pick one for me, it's the it's the Saints. I like I like the team. I like that Teddy Bridgewater is keeping them afloat while while Breeze is out, and they're just a they're a fun team to watch. They play a good brand of defense that I that I like, and and you know, obviously from a fantasy perspective, they give you something to be interested about, and and they're just a team that I enjoy watching. Do you think Teddy Bridgewater could be the guy there going forward? I mean, not this year. When Breeze comes back, it's his team. And when, when Breeze is done, do you think that that's the spot that Bridgewater lands? Yes. I, I don't think so. I think he signs somewhere else. I do. You think Breeze comes back next year? Let's say Breeze comes back this year and they win a Super Bowl. 
I think he retires, no? I don't think he's retiring. I think him and Brady are locked in a battle for stats right now. (laughs) (laughs) The last last team I'll bring up, and I I know that you you New England guys can't root for them, but uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and it's because because of um, the young talent that they have on that team. And I wrote a tweet right before the season started that, I saw one of the defensive backs bringing in one of the young guys, and, and he was just going over everything with him. And it was a discussion about how the older guys there are really working with the younger guys. And then you have a myriad of young players, uh, Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin and um, Justice Hill, who hasn't done what a lot of us hoped he would do this year, but he's there and he's a part mixed with, um, with Jackson. It's just been a lot of fun to watch. They're an easy team to root for. And I get why New England guys, because of the coach, wouldn't want to root yeah. for them. Lamar, just just Lamar Jackson is like yeah. to me. That was when when you were saying what what other teams are you are you rooting for are fun to watch. Immediately, it's wherever Lamar Jackson is 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 number one. And for me, the other team that I really enjoy watching, and they haven't quite put it together yet because. Again, they're young. They've got a new head coach who's got some different ideas uh, about spreading the ball around. But is Arizona and and yes. you know that, 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 that yeah. yeah that that young quarterback that young receiving core. Uh, you know, you saw them plug in. You know, lose David Johnson and, and and just plug in Chase Edmonds and and not even miss a beat. And they're going to be so much fun to watch going forward. <laughs> I I got to see Chase Edmonds play one college game with my daughter goes to Fordham. She was a freshman the year that he graduated. And I, I would love to see that kid. I have I don't own David Johnson in a single dynasty, so it wouldn't bother me if Chase Edmonds just took the ball and ran with it. It would, be it would bother me. So yeah. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> but <laughs> to your point about Lamar Jackson, um, he's a different level running quarterback. He – I watch him run the ball, and it's more impressive than anything I saw Michael Vick do. He puts he everybody on skates. Through. It's the yeah. wildest thing I think I've ever seen. And New York Radio, Kevin knows this. We've talked about this on our show before, Kevin. Mike Francesa, the Pope, who's passed this time, <laughs> he said today when somebody called up something about – about uh, Lamar Jackson. He goes, oh, let me see that happen in the playoffs. It's never won in any big playoff games. It doesn't happen. Uh, Michael Vick did it in a regular season. He doesn't do it in a playoff games, but he did. He was the first quarterback to beat Green Bay in Green Bay, Michael Vick, after a long period of time. And that's going back to 2004, guys. I get it. But he did it. And in 2005, he had a 100-yard rushing game in the playoffs where they also won a game with two passing touchdowns on only 80 yards passing. It can happen, and I think Lamar Jackson is the guy to do it. I think he was definitely underrated by scouts coming out last year as far as quarterbacks. I think it's just a completely new era. Uh, You're going to see the guys like Brady move on, and you're going to get these young guys who could do it with their legs. But, man, Lamar Jackson does things I've never seen some running backs do, let alone quarterbacks. And I see Brian Hart in the chat says – Lamar Jackson is currently running back five, which he also thrown for more than sixteen hundred yards. So, like he's he's got it. He's putting it all together. 
Well, and that's the reason it, that it doesn't it, work in the playoffs or hasn't historically worked in the playoffs. I mean, I, I know you just brought up a couple of examples there, Sal, but traditionally running quarterbacks don't throw well and, and, and they stall out when against good defenses. Lamar Jackson's doing something different because he's actually throwing the ball relatively well. He's succeeding in the passing game. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. The, the examples are not many, Kevin. You're right. There's not, I can't show you chapter and verse on why he'll be successful as a running quarterback, but I just think that be, I think that we're starting to get to that point now where these guys are just that different level of athlete. He's one of, he's the first one. Yeah, and then real quick, Zach, your, your other half in the chat said he always ends up rooting for Tampa, and I'm kind of in the same boat. Love all their <laughs> weapons, and I'm a and I'm a Jameis apologist. It's it's I know I shouldn't be, but I I just am. There's something about him. It's sad because one week he'll score forty, and then the next he'll have like five. It just it just feels like a lot of self hatred right now is what I'm hearing <laughs> from you right now, Rojas. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, no, yeah, th- those guys. Uh, it's I think it's easy to root for that that kind of cast, but uh, to, just to the Lamar Jackson point, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and to, <laughs> fair enough. To the Lamar Jackson point, uh, what he's able to do in in short areas is is truly unlike I, I think anything that we've seen. Um, his 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 start stops ridiculous, obviously, but what he's doing in short areas is stupid. And he's destroying people's angles to actually get to him and do anything to him. Uh, he's he like I said, he's different. He's he's just he's just different altogether. And Arizona was my answer too. Uh, that that was that was my go to because similar to your boys, uh, Sal. Similar to your boys in uh, with Gruden and company. Everybody was pooping on Gruden and just you know it thought the the worst of him. And the same with Cliff Kingsbury. He can't even hold a job at Texas Tech. How is he going to come in and do anything? <laughs> now, mind you. This three-game winning streak uh, has been uh, against some other terrible teams. However, uh, the fact that they were able to even put three wins together all to, uh, in a row uh, still says something. And, and Kyler Murray has shown us uh, that his ability is something that's going to translate. Uh, what we've seen is they've been creative for the most part in how they've leveraged those wide receivers. Uh, and we've seen the running game. And now Chase Edmonds, a guy that I was really excited about coming out of Fordham, um, get it, get an opportunity. And we're, we're watching uh, what could be the birth of something really cool in the desert. The problem becomes everyone ahead of them in the division is also really good. So, so there's that door, door slam shut. Well, they've won three straight and it's been, it's been impressive. Uh, that was a game. I would have thought the giants could have won at home yeah. and probably should have won at home. And, Listen, again, Murray does what it takes to win the games. I like to watch him play because I think he's the smallest quarterback I've ever seen next to Doug Flutie playing in the NFL. I don't care what size they list him at. He's just tiny, and he's he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, my wood, oh, Kai wood. Oh. <laughs> he could probably wear a Salito diaper and uh, shit all over it. <laughs> yeah, Especially against the Saints, I, I just won't care about what's going to happen. Salito diapers are going to be a thing. Listen, all right, boys. Ten percent of the proceeds will go to uh, FancyCares.net. Help the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Kyle? Oh, get on, it, get it. on the, get on the diaper production. Let's go. 
Hey, AJ, yeah, Mike, I'm I know sure. you're going to sign off for this podcast. I'm going to say one last thing. And Kevin hates this recording with me. I constantly keep doing this. But right next to us, I have, the, I have my iPad set up so I can follow along the chat. And my daughter, my beautiful young daughter, who will be 15 years old next week on October 28th, um, she watches this and she left herself signed into her Instagram. And she also left herself signed into her FaceTime. And some kid, Danny Dominguez, keeps calling her on FaceTime. <laughs> And he's supposed to call 10 times in the last five minutes. I'm about to find out where this kid lives. Um, <laughs> say, answer it. Danny, welcome to the open bar. Do you have yeah. anything to, to contribute? Who's your favorite team? She, yeah, she must be ignoring him because he keeps calling back and she must be hitting, you know, reject. But, <laughs> so good for her. But uh, uh, Dominguez, if you're watching out there, you and your father better be ready. Yeah, for real. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to pay a visit and have him sleep with the fish or something. I don't know. Um, that's creepy. The And and for the people, and, I, and since you guys are here, this is perfect timing as we as we get ready to close. The Sal, uh, Kevin, the people have been hassling me uh, about their SFB 9 Potathon uh, swag that they that that people were supposed to have won. Um, people have been asking, Hey, did I, did I win for, uh, the open bar t-shirt? And I had say, Hey, you got to talk to Sal and Kevin about that. So, uh, I don't know if you guys want to set the record straight. Leave Kevin, out of it. I... Leave Kevin out of it. I was in charge of prizes. So Kevin's, um, <laughs> exo- exo- Kevin, he said, please. listen, we, we can't give away any prizes until they purchase a Salito diaper and show <laughs> us that they've shit on him. We will send a we'll send some destiny to help with the rash. Um, <laughs> listen, I gave out a lot of the stuff. I didn't get get a chance to give out everything. There was just so much stuff going on at once. But uh, if if I, I'll go through, if you people want the open bar T shirt that J Mike was going to give away, I will go through it this week, and I'll make sure that one fine donator and lucky listener to the SFB Potathon will receive that this week. And I will make sure that uh, uh, anything else. I have a box full of Ken from Rotoware sent me a box full of SFB t-shirts. I have them right here. Hold on, wait. Hey, ah. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I got plenty for you fat guys out there too. He sent me a lot of, <laughs> me a lot of two X's and stuff like that. So, guys, I'm still going to be getting that stuff out. I apologize. Real life happens sometimes, and uh, I got a lot of the stuff out, but not all of it. So. Jay, Mike, I'll get you a name for that shirt this week. Thank you. And people can stop hassling me because uh, <laughs> I said, listen, uh, I've, I've given out plenty of, of, of free shirts, and I know that it's it's high demand. Uh, people want to wear it with their uh, their Yeezys. Uh, people want to wear it with their with their red bottoms. I get it. Uh, but 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 listen, whatever name Sal pulls is, is the lucky one. White guys right now wondering. What's saying, I don't know what I don't know what's happening yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they wrong wrong crowd. It's not not, not the fantasy crowd. Easy. I thought I had a stroke. Yeezy? I didn't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did he mean wheezy? Is he? Is his chest hurt? What's what happened? Uh, <laughs> I was about to start saying we're moving on up. <laughs> All right, all right. We we're, we're delaying the inevitable. I'm I'm not gonna let this spin out of control. Gabe would be pleased wherever he is. He's smiling uh, as he watches this. Uh, Zach, don't you do it? Don't you do it? All right, very good. Uh, <laughs> Zach, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll go ahead and go to you first. Since Sal kind of gave his clothes already, uh, Zach, uh, t- tell us 
uh, either where we can find you, plug away, whatever you'd like to sign off with. Sal said it all with the, with the DFP and the network. Uh, you can find me over at the Dynasty Dummies pod every week. We come at you Tuesday evenings into Wednesday morning. Uh, I am at Tacit Assassin 13, but really you should be following my better half, who is Kyle, uh, at Kayla Breck, not to be confused with at Kayla Breck. Uh, they're they're two different people, uh, but uh, no, that's you can find us over there. Um, and I, I I have it under good authority that our website will be uh, coming back better than ever uh, pretty soon. DynastyDummies.com. Uh, but right now, if you're uh, looking at uh, rookies from last year, trying to figure out who you should buy, I got a whole bunch of write ups from film notes, but. That's uh, that's pretty much it. And then just go back about half an hour and listen to everything Sal said because he summed it up perfectly. <laughs> very, very good. Mr. Rojas, talk to us. Talk to the people. The people, them. Talk to them. All right. So you can find me on Twitter at Brennan R underscore 519. You know, trying to keep up with some fantasy stuff. College is crazy. So not as active as I was in the offseason. But lastly, one thing I want to say just I'm a broke college kid, but you guys should still find the time and just $5, whatever you can donate to fantasycares.net. Scott does a great job with everything he does. Just awesome. That also for Gabe beaver nuggets are the move. Hey, Bucky's beaver nuggets. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> did he just steal my charity thing? <laughs> what happened? He did. It's my he closing did. thought Snitching. on every Brent, You're a stud brother. <laughs> <laughs> Rojas, Rojas for the win. He's a much better closer than Araldis Chapman. Uh, Kevin Cantillo, what you got for us? Uh, at Kevin Cantillo on Twitter and, and obviously what, what Sal said, the DFP and network, we're the only network in town. Come check us out. We got stuff coming every day of the week at this point. And, uh, you know, Kyle and, and Zach uh, really put a lot of effort into bringing a marginal uh, <laughs> group together to put out some – very low quality material. So check us out. Uh, make sure you go to the Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash dynasty dummies too. And if you want to throw a couple bucks our way after you donate to a charitable ask, uh, you know, charity like fantasy cares, we'd appreciate it. Very well then. Very well, very well. Uh, looks like there are, uh, some, some nice little mashups happening in the chat. I don't want to spoil that for the folks who aren't here live, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesdays here on YouTube, as well as, hello, Periscope, how are you? Uh, <laughs> to Try on the wall one, uh, what's going on? Uh, happy to have you here right at the end here. Uh, as we close out the show, um, the, the, the rundown of sorts that I feel like I have to make sure that I hit on so if to make sure that Gabe doesn't hit me uh, for not uh, closing this out very well uh, to our guests uh, my brothers, I appreciate you all very much. Thankful for you. I appreciate you all. Happy to be able to chop it up with you on a daily basis. Uh, Rojas, thank you so much for being with us. Sorry about your em elimination. Uh, so glad you're not holding that against us because <laughs> <There's> a... <laughs> the bartenders are still alive in their own eliminator. So take that, everybody who's trying to come for our heads. And everybody in our Vampire League, uh, Trader, Trader Joe, uh, Marvin, Frankie, uh, all you guys, we've got three vampire wins already. Uh, we've been able to suck the blood and get Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. We just got Cortland Sutton. 
Um, you guys are screwed. I just want to let you know. We're about to be 500 after two weeks. You guys are in trouble. So beware or be square or just be dead because you're about to get bit again. Um, <laughs> again, uh, to everybody who rocked with us in the chat, thank you all. Uh, Hardy Har Har is in the building. Big Bad Bill McCarthy, Super Duper Flex himself here with us. Uh, Kyla Breck uh, or Kyla Breck. Uh, depending upon how he's tra- talking or treating you on a certain day. Uh, he might be Kyle, might be Kyla, not sure. Um, but Kyle, uh, good to see you as well, brother. Uh, and everybody else who rocked with us earlier in the chat, Jake uh, and company, we appreciate you guys. Uh, you can find us obviously in podcast form, anywhere podcasts are. So you can go to uh, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Yes, even on the wonderful world of Spotify. Uh, if you'd like to be able to leave us a rating and review, obviously five stars, we'd appreciate that. And if not, uh, we'd appreciate it if you just shared it with a friend uh, to be able to enjoy a good time for a little while uh, while we talk about nonsense, uh, fantasy football, and everything in between. So thank you all for uh, at least considering that. Uh, again, you can find my better half on Twitter at FFManBun. You can find uh, me on Twitter at J Mike check. And you can find the show's handle at the open bar pod. Uh, I would be remiss and, and Gabe would be upset with me if I didn't bring up the dummy blitz, which we've talked about several times already. Um, but the dummy blitz uh, project I get to do for the at work, uh, the, the, the only at work in town, as we say, uh, for the, the DFPN crew, uh, dummy blitz 15 and out to be able to get you the comings and goings uh, every late Monday night, Tuesday morning, just to talk about and recap uh, everything that took place. So happy to be a part of that. Such a such a fun uh, voyage, if you will, with with my brothers to be able to run through that. Uh, last thing, got to make sure I get this in uh, as it pertains to our store envy store. Obviously, uh, that's going to be the open bar dot store dot com. Uh, you can find the classic open bar T-shirt. You can find uh, <laughs> our girls clout cookie shirts. Uh, Wubba Lubba Chub Chub. Uh, we, we've, we've got a lot of classics on there that has come from a lot of fun here. Uh, and we've got some more things in the works as well to add to the store soon. So, uh, again, just just grateful to be a part of this. What a time to be alive. What a fantastic time of year uh, to be able to chop it up um, w- with folks to be able to talk through uh, football. This is good. This is really, really good. Thankful for this. Uh, truly, truly grateful for this. Uh, so everyone, if you would, whatever you're drinking, wherever you are, whatever you're listening, water uh, or another cold beverage of sports, hold it up uh, in honor of all the love and shout out to the Dynasty Trades HQ guys for giving me uh, this wonderful koozie that I'm rocking. Uh, <laughs> appreciate y'all. Uh, but to any and everyone rocking with us again, we appreciate you. Thank you. And every, every deuces. Deuces.